anyone would have an affair, I would definitely probably lean towards, I would lean more towards Megan would be doing it. I just think Harry at this point, for whatever reason, if he was always like this, he portrays himself more like as a box wine beta male right now. Like, let me just do what I'm told. Yes, please. Thank you. You know, doesn't have that very alpha quality. Not that alphas should go have affairs, but the fact that he's going to carve his own path. Like, I'm unhappy. I want to break away. I'm done. You know, I stayed for the kids, but this environment is more toxic than causing more damage. I just don't see him anymore as someone who blazes his own trail. So I would think it would be her more than him. And she would blame it on him and his drugs. I think that's what her ultimate, I think she allowed spare to happen as her greatest offense to not only get the kids, but to get as much as she wants in the divorce. Look at all the drugs he admits to using openly in interviews. You know, let me tell you about him privately. How many therapists? I think she set him up in that way. I think Prince William, when he becomes king, if their titles aren't stripped already, I believe Prince William, when he was, when he would be king, would offer his brother a chance. One, fall in line. Like, not see you anymore, but follow more of like the Edward Simpson model. Find a country house, France, Caribbean, wherever it is. Good luck, God bless, long life, and go away. Or, you know, going to push this bill through parliament and you'll be done. I just, I don't, because he attacked, I don't think it was as much attacking him as it attacked his family. Um, I think that's what Prince William is more upset about. Reading it again from the outside, since I don't have any other information than what's available in the papers, but I think he would put an end to it fairly quickly. All right, so we've got George the Giant Slayer. You saw his recent interview on Atwood Unleashed. It was extremely well received. Been watching his channel religiously, and the production quality, the soothing voice, the graphics, the video clips. I absolutely urge viewers to go over and subscribe. The link to George's channel is in the description box. And he focuses on a wide array of subjects. One in particular is Harry and Meghan, which we're going to put particular focus on in this episode. And huge thank you as well to all the viewers who have sent in questions. And huge thanks to George for coming back. Oh, thank you. Thank you for having me here, Sean. No, I, I love it being here. I had a great time the last time, and now I get to meet you. So this is fun. Much appreciated. And before we get into the nitty-gritty of these people then, what put you on this mission? What got you interested in doing all this? What got me interested in doing all this um, is the fact that I was kidnapped when I was seven. So my father had kidnapped me because my mother had divorced him. And to make a long story short, he used me as a vehicle. He took me around the world through Europe and then high into the mountains of Greece. He wanted her to follow. That was the primary thing. But on and off, almost for a year, about seven months, um, he had beaten me and tortured me because I refused to say that I didn't love my mother. He's like, as soon as you tell me that you don't love her, this will stop because I'm here to save you. I want to save you from her and her side of the family. And um, one of the things that kept me going as a seven-year-old, were the images, the superheroes, the July the 4th, a hamburger, any memory I could hold on to. Now, a seven-year-old isn't sitting here going, what do I need to do to keep going? It's just the images that were coming through to stay strong, to stay stubborn. And that's why a lot of people always ask, what is a grown man doing with statues behind? Because each one of them would represent an image or symbol or memory 
that kept me fighting. So later on in my life, I got involved in the theater. I actually did movie reviews for a television station when I was from 12 to 16. And then I wanted to go into acting. Well, eventually I went back because I had my father had returned to America. And then there were certain issues that he started causing with my family. So I had to leave California and then came back to deal with him. And then I got into business. Well, all this time passes and I see everything going on in the world, in the news and pop culture and Hollywood. And I'm like, someone has to speak up. And there's so many great people like yourself who have to speak up against the giants, the ones who are trying to loom large over our lives, the ones who are trying to control every aspect of it. And they started coming out of the shadows more and more. And I'm like, you got to stand up to them because it's the same way that I stood up to him. I refused to break. I was like, you can do anything you want to me. I'm not going to give you what you want. I was like, I wanted to bring that, that kind of not crusade, that motivation, that voice to people that if you want to change something, the first thing you have to do is get comfortable being uncomfortable, but stay focused on your passion, stay focused on what you believe. And then bring that fight to their doorstep. Well, that's really inspirational. So you've turned this dark energy situation into this productive, positive thing. When did you start the YouTube channel? Uh, two years ago now. Well, congratulations. It took me five years to get 2,000 subs. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. Thank you. No, I, I've loved it. It's, it's like I finally found the thing. The, the place that I truly love. Like I enjoy doing this. I love it. And that's really hard to say in everything else that I did in my life. It's like I was in business, but I never had a passion for it like I've done this. And uh, it feels great. And then to meet the people, to talk to the subscribers who are now friends in the community, it's just a wonderful thing. Yeah, I feel blessed that YouTube has provided this career opportunity, definitely. Absolutely. So what puts Harry and Meghan first on your radar? You know what it was? It was because I didn't pay attention to them early in the beginning. It's when they started to, how I viewed it, attack the monarchy. Now, my grandmother was in Auschwitz. She worked with the Greek and British underground during World War II to hide British soldiers and then for them to get intelligence. So we were raised um, to always respect and honor the monarchy. So I had been watching Queen Elizabeth since I was a child. And when I saw the con contradicting news coming out, you know, the way the Megans would say one thing and do another, I took offense to that. What triggered it for me, to use that word, can't stand using it, but to use that word, is when they came here to the States, right? And I started to see how their impact was on the people. And I'm like, you know, they really do represent in many ways Everything that is wrong with a certain cultural mindset, the woke mind virus, the me, 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 nothing matters. This postmodern philosophy of you can flip-flop every single day. Today, if I believe X is right, then I can do whatever it takes. This justifies, you know, almost like this just the ends justify the means mentality. And I didn't like that, but it was mostly their attack on their family. Every family has problems. Everyone does. But you don't air dirty laundry. And then to make up dirty laundry, I'm like, there's no way. And especially to do it against the crown and to the family when their policy is not to speak out. It's like you're trying to not that the royal family are kids, not at all, but it's like trying to hit a kid because the kid can't fight back. 
but they've done it by their own restrictions, their own rules. I, I don't like anything that you might say is an uneven match or is unfair. So I believe that they needed a voice because they choose not to do it because they take the higher ground. I'm like, okay, that's fine. Someone needs to take these people down a peg because I look at them as nothing but look at me leeches. I mean, you got, I mean, what else are they? You have two people, a hungry ego alert, and then uh, a vanity vandal. Do they offer something except for attacking their family? No. Do you think they're equal partners in media manipulation, or do you think that she is more dominant as, as perhaps taking advantage of him in some ways? I do, but I'll put this caveat. I think she was the, how would I put it, the, the Delilah to his Samson in a way, but I don't view him as pure as Samson in that regards. I think he had a grudge. Again, this is my opinion. He had a grudge against his family and anger against his brother, an envy for the position that he was born in, someone who would never be king. And he found a soulmate to match his hate. It's like, okay, I need a murder weapon to attack my family. And boom, here it is. And have you looked at the root cause of that then as possibly being the death of his mother? I have. And I know a lot of people mention that. And they're like, well, you know, we feel, feel really sorry for him. But he's also a grown man. Like I said, seven years old, I was beaten every day, almost for a year, until I put a stop to it. It's like before my family rescued it, I put an end to it. But that's a very long story. I can do that another time. But it's you have to hit a point where either you can have a negative event impact your life. Now, I understand when you lose a mother, it's like the Greeks will say when you lose a father, it's, it's tragic. It's sad. But when you lose a mother, you're an orphan. So I understand that he had that great pain. I, I get that. I empathize with that. But you, he has let that define his life and allowed someone else to manipulate that to define their lives. It's like, did he, what has Harry done in spare? How many times does he bring up Princess Diana? It's over and over and over. And it's not anymore like a child who's like, oh, I miss my mom. I miss my mom. It's in a very, for lack of better words, in a sick manner. And the way he tries and the way that uh, Megan has tried to play up to that or masquerade as this shadow visage of her, it's, no. I, I don't think, I think it was time to grow up. Yes, you love your mom. That's a beautiful and brilliant thing. But you've let it define you to the point where it's twisted in. George, did you just admit to reading one of the most returned books of 2023? <laughs> Yes, I read it twice. I read it twice because I always like to get, you know, every fact right. I mean, the, some of the stuff in there. I, I never understood why the papers didn't focus on the very fact that, you know, when he was talking about when he was in the military and how he had called in that mock airstrike against his father and that the jet had gotten so low that it had either smashed the window or cracked the Audi window of uh, Prince Charles at the time, now King Charles. Could you imagine that if anybody else had done that? Tell me they wouldn't be like in the Tower of London. <laughs> I mean, that's see, that's what I mean. Like predating Megan, he shows his animosity in the book, which is, again, I think one of the reasons once the curiosity died down, you had people reading this and then comparing that to his interviews and like, dude, What's up with you? You really despise your family. I mean, talking about in his past, looking at interviews or his lawsuits. 
the lawsuit where he was saying that he was being his phone was hacked. That's a horrible thing. But when you had the court say, well, some of these stories that you're saying were hacked, you actually gave interviews to them six months previous to your allegations, a year to two. And in one of them, I found where he was actually complaining about the number of sausages that Prince William got when they were kids. He got two and I got one. I'm like, come on. Come on. Wow. Wow. So what is your understanding of how they met? Then there's all this yacht girl stuff and there's the you know media manipulation and the official narrative. What what what's the is there any truth in that any of this? The yacht girl stuff I don't know. Like I try to really stick with all the research. I try to just stick with every fact that I can prove. What I have found so far is a very slick pattern from her. She, in my opinion, put herself in a position to meet all the right people. Remember, she put herself on the outside of the British royal family with Princess Eugenie and slowly worked her way upwards. It's like everyone was part of this spider web, part of this puzzle. It's like, how do I get to the center? And that's obviously contrived. It's something that she planned. It's something that was strategic. Because you're telling me all these coincidences happened? I don't buy that. Because weren't they supposedly messaging each other on, was it Instagram or something? Yes, Instagram. And then it went on to meeting, was it at the Soho Club? Soho Club, which, of course, there are a lot of rumors about that. I try never to focus in my videos uh, on rumors. Because, again, rumors can't prove it. It's people's opinions or things they've heard that have been unconfirmed. I try to focus on things that I can confirm, facts. It's like I'd get questions. Why do you think the OB-GYN took off all of a sudden and retired. I don't know. There's not enough research to find out why. Did she get ill and didn't want to share with the public? Was it something to do with Megan? All of these are possibilities. But until there's more groundwork, until there's more foundation to pull the facts from, I I typically don't like to speculate. So they were then dating. And how do you think he fell for her so hard and fast? Again, I think she... I think he knew he found a soulmate to hate his family. I could just imagine how it would go. Based on the way that she has treated her father, okay, I think she probably had something, you know, great to meet you, all this stuff. Don't we have this little chemistry? Gets him to open up a little bit about his family. Then she mirrors him back and starts saying, well, I have these issues. And he's like, oh, really? So you have the same issues that I have? And I think she started to feed into that. You know, have you never had anyone here just for you? Has it always been to use you or to put you down or to step over you or to? I think that's how she got to him. Like a typical narcissist who was had an objective in mind and was going to achieve it by any means necessary. It's like I hear all the time from friends or friends of friends or family like, well, you have to give her one thing. How brilliant she is. I'm like, she's not brilliant at all. They're like, well, what do you mean? She got everything she wanted. I'm like, did she? She didn't get anything she wanted. I said, if she was truly brilliant, everybody would be loving her. The majority would. She'd still be in the UK and have Hollywood deals. But she allowed her ego, her pride, her angst, her anger, her envy, all of that to get in the way. Which leads to the next question. So she was welcomed into the royal family at first. It seemed she had a brilliant opportunity. How did it start to go wrong? I think she thought she could tell everybody what to do, that it was like Hollywood. Okay, I'm married. I'm now part of this family. 
And I think the queen set her straight. I think it was the Daily Beast that released the first tidbit four months ago when they had shared some of the comments that the queen said that she realized that she was actually evil. I was like, Queen Elizabeth, a wise woman, had met heads of state, governed over uh, the United Kingdom and the Commonwealth nations, knew the world. And you had basically a D-list actress who was trying to pull the wool over her eyes. It's not going to work. I think the queen set her straight and saying, this is how the cow ate the cabbage, okay? We all have a responsibility, a duty to our citizenry, to the country, to the kingdom. You're either on board or you're not on board. I think that she tried to get away with everything. And I think the royal family in the beginning was like, you know, they welcomed her with open arms, gave her the wedding that she wanted. And uh, for me, the wedding is when everything changed. Well, Samantha Marker told us that if the family had been invited to the wedding, the royals would have found out the truth about Meghan's life history. What do you think about Meghan not inviting her family members to the wedding? Again, that was to me the trigger point that showed, it's like when the mask slipped. It's like she went from jazz hands to the face palm in one day inviting Clooney, Zidris Elba, all these stars that she didn't know. What does that show you? Did they know Harry? Of course they knew Prince Harry. But did he know them? No. She invited people who could only elevate them or elevate her status. That showed you that she placed end goals above, quote unquote, love and family. And then to do it for petty reasons, weddings, funerals are the primary points when family who have arguments come together to make peace. So even she had any issues with any of her family members, that was the time to bring them there. But see, again, a narcissist, someone who's manipulative like that, wants to be in control of the entire situation. They're like, wait a minute, how am I going to control what Samantha's going to say or my father's going to say? You can't because you can't be with him every second. So the mask dropped at the wedding. What was the sequence? <laughs> oh, you're enjoying the podcast is with my sponsor, uh, Up. And we got uh, Up so many people for Christmas. Got it for my mum, my nephews, my brothers. Honestly, everyone who tried my air up wanted an air up this Christmas. My sister loved it and her kids already had it. This is how fast. The word is spreading because it's such an amazing concept whereby you are not drinking anything that's flavored. It's completely natural because as Jen is about to demonstrate, it's all based on your sense of smell. You put in the flavor that you choose and as you are drinking it, the flavor hits you, but it's only water going into your mouth. And I am obsessed with the cherry flavour at the moment. This is the cherry one there. And you simply pop it over the top, like so, and lift it up a bit. Naturally, off we go. And I am honestly obsessed with (laughs) Air Up because it's the sparkling water that I put in it makes it feel like I'm actually, or tastes like I'm actually having cherry fizzy pop. Try some. (laughs) That is crazy. I've never, never come across water tasting so good. So if you want to try this out yourselves, there is a discount of 10% with 
with the code Atwood, which is in the link in the description box if you're watching this on YouTube. We encourage you to give it a go. Uh, up. Our New Year's resolution is to drink more water and uh, up is helping us smash it. Thank you for watching. Back to the podcast. Cheers. The events that led to them being where they are presently then, what what was the sequence of disasters or bad events that led to the complete ostracization? I think the rest of the world slowly, bit by bit, just discovered who they were. I mean, when you start branding UK citizens as bigots after they openly embraced you, one day at a time. First, it was the British press. Oh, the press is coming after us. I'm like, did you ever see what Princess Catherine went through? The buses that were lined up calling her names day after day after day. Did anyone ever hear her complain? Did anyone ever hear her say, hey, UK citizens are X, Y, and Z? Or the No. She's resilient. Because she has a true heart. That means it comes from true character, which means it's steadfast and strong, and she goes forward. This doesn't matter. I know who I am. I know who I, my family's going to be. Forward. Always forward. That's why I always keep that at the end of every video. Always forward. The Megans, in my mind, are the type of people who, you know, put lipstick on a pig. It doesn't change it. It's still a pig. But they want their cake and eat it too. At every instance, there's never any compromise. Imagine the deal that they had brought to the royal family. You know, we want to stay in the royal family as senior royals with the HRH styles, but we want to be able to go cut deals and do the Hollywood things. Like, no, no, you can't do that. And immediately, what is it? We're out of here. But here's a point which sickened me is during the queen's illness, which, you know, we've discovered after she passed away, because she was sick in the last year. You also had Prince Philip before he passed away. So you have a grandmother at the core and a grandfather at the heart of it who were ill. Yet he was lumping this on their head. I would never do such a thing to my grandparents when they were, I mean, I wouldn't do it anyway, and I don't think anybody else would. But when they were sick going, hey, I'd like this. I need a house. I need a deal. It's like, they were in pain. What are you doing? But the Netflix deal that he signed was six months before the split. So he was already taking video. Again, that goes to motivation. That means they were planning this strategically, whether it was him or her or a combination of the two. That goes to who they are. So there are many times when they've said things that have exposed them for what they are. One of my favorites is when she said she'd never Googled the royal family. Do you have any favorites, George? <laughs> oh, yeah. When they were saying, when the, her Oprah interview was one of the, the biggest ones, which we've seen when she was saying, oh, I can't really tell you about that, but it was disgusting. You know, when they're talking about, the, oh, some members of the royal family were talking about what his skin color would be. I'm like, who doesn't talk about that? It is a normal conversation. Will he look more like Harry? Will he look more like his grandfather? Is he going to look like more like your dad? Will he, that's normal. That is healthy. And it's a fun conversation when you're going to be having a kid. What are you going to look like? There are even games around there where people, you know, paste. They take pictures of each family. That, that's normal. So, again, that was my favorite because it showed her. But the second favorite one would be the uh, paparazzi death race 2000. <laughs> come on. It's like, come on. I think that is what undid them in America. As everybody, because she had a lot of support here. Because Americans on the whole, they don't like the title thing here. But they still 
have a very unique fondness. They have a love for our cousins in the UK across the pond, but they also have a, a certain, a very good degree of respect for the Royal family. They're just not big with the titles, but when she did the, when she and him did the whole death race, 2000, I was like, whoa, 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 whoa. Is everything they've been saying true? And then the way she went through the Hertz, remember the back entrance of the Hertz matching its colors? I'm like, come on. Is she literally trying to pimp to get a Hertz deal? Because this is a person, when you review her life, that every decision is calculated. It's the same way with a Christian Dior, blaming, what was it, two weeks ago, blaming the royal family? You know, letting it leak into the plus, into the press that, oh, they have a vendetta against us. This is why we lost the Christian Dior deal, because they started wearing Christian I'm like, you never had a Christian Dior deal. In my opinion, they never had one. They kept talking about it in the press to, you know, build some anticipation to try to gold Christian Dior to do it. But they didn't have one. So, no. Yeah, I've got a four-month-old baby here. And me and my partner were endlessly discussing all the skin color and the eye color before he arrived with my pale skin and blue eyes and not her olive complexion and brown eyes. So it's, yeah, definitely something that you focus it's normal. on. Yeah, it's normal. Yeah. It's normal, Sean. Come on. And when someone can turn something normal to make it sound offensive, then there's nothing that they won't do. Again, she keeps revealing her character. And Harry does the same through his actions. I'll give you another example. They released their Archwell Foundation report a couple of weeks ago, right? So, Harry, charity is my life. I put this clip in the video. Charity is my life. Why, really? You only worked 18 days last year. That includes the Invictus Games, for charity is your life. You don't take a $46,000 dinner day when you go charity is my life because someone who goes, I am dedicated to helping the public, I am dedicated to that, is going to think, you know, I could spend 1000 because I have the money. And the other 35000 or 45000 it can go to help people it's just there's this level of arrogance and silver spoon pampered hypocrisy that is part Hollywood, part arrogance, part ego, and part crazy California chicken coopers. Yeah, look at the Queen's engagement calendar when she was in good health. It was uh, absolutely nonstop. So Lady Colin Campbell told us that Meghan's plan was to monetize the royal family do you think she succeeded in that? You, you know, we've got these big numbers bandied around, Netflix deals, Spotify deals. Were, were, were they, um, was that cash in the bank or did they ruin them somehow? See, I think I think the real story is coming out now. By the way, I agree with uh, Lady Colin Campbell. They wanted to monetize the royal family. And in return, they've actually made the royal family more popular because you see the contrast. But for example, the Spotify deal, it was reportedly around anywhere from, 17 million to 25 million pounds or 18 million dollars to 20 million dollars i don't remember the conversion rate so it was around there but because their contract was canceled after a year they only ended up with the first chunk of the money which i think it was two million or three million because it was based on going for at least five or six seasons the netflix deal is reported anywhere around 100 million 100 million plus but again they don't get a check here's your 100 million dollars it's based on everything that they produce. And because Netflix a few weeks ago released the ratings because they're now trying to challenge all the big streamers and they know that they're failing besides Hulu, like Disney is collapsing in their Disney Plus market. Like they're losing billions. So Netflix releases their numbers basically saying, huh, look at us. Every streamer should do the same. But when they did that, they also hurt themselves because it showed that 
the Megan's Harry and Megan series, the very first one, it only reached in the top 10 in the UK for a week. Nowhere else in the globe did it ever hit in the top 10. Nowhere. It's actually at number 217th on the most watch list for Netflix. That means they lost money. So aren't they going to try to go to is it Amazon or Audible now? Audible. They're trying. I don't think anything's going to come of that deal. I, I think at this point with William Morris, because remember, they're represented by Ari Emanuel. And he's a star in Hollywood. But everything that I've been hearing um, and everything that we are getting from the press at the same time shows that William Morris is embarrassed. Because what's the job of an agency? To get you work, to get your profile higher. Well, Either A, the Megans aren't listening to them, they keep making the same mistakes, or William Morris has given up and like, okay. But when you have other clients are going, wait, 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 why am I signed up with you? Because now you have this brand, which is toxic. Better Up, for example, right? Harry signed up with Better Up as the kind of like chief visionary officer. He supposedly got stock options and a six-figure salary. Well, Four months ago, they started firing people because, like, you know, we're in tough times. We don't have enough money. But people were furious. Employees like, I'm working. He's not. His brand is toxic, but you're paying him. So I think 2024, all of this is going to collide. They're, I think they're just going down under. I think there is one other possibility because I like to be objective. Unless WME has created this how shall I say it? This long shot underdog story. Because Hollywood is known to do crazy stuff. Unless they've created, they, they've peppered everything in the newspapers with like, she's doing bad, she's doing bad. And then try to blow everybody away with something coming out, let's say, in end of January, February. They're like, look, the comeback kid. Because remember, Hollywood is all about the stories. So you'd have the first act. You know, they get married, they leave the UK, they go to Canada, they come to the US, they're embraced, then they collapse and make one mistake after the other. Da, da, da. They're about their last breath, then the third and final act, they come back. Like I can see Hollywood doing that. But in reality, I once Spotify, Bill Simmons, once he called them grifters, I think that was the beginning of the end. Then when you had the worldwide privacy tour from South Park, that was the last coffin out. Everything else is just people pulling it out of their hands instead of them letting go. If they were smart, truly clever, they would disappear for about a year, a year to two, just disappear an island, a farm. Don't show up to anything. Just go live your life. We're going, we have to focus on, you know, our family and that's it. Let everybody forget, but they're not the ego. Which led to my next question, because it sounds like they've got enough money to disappear. Even if they only got a fraction of the tens of millions or the hundred million deal, they got this house uh, in Katy Perry's neighborhood. What do you reckon they were? Do you reckon it's millions? Do you reckon it's over ten million? Well, when I was trying to figure out what their worth was, uh, if I recall correctly, I believe Harry got ten million from his mother, ten million around so from his grandmother. Let's say they got ten million up front from Netflix. They got three million from Spotify. They got a twenty-five million dollar deal for four books. But the burn rate—that's the thing. They're paying around three to four hundred thousand a year just for property taxes. Another three hundred to four hundred thousand a month for their mortgage note. Then around one to three million, depending how many security, how the bodyguards they have around them for a year. 
That's not counting private jets that they don't get to ride on somebody else's. Like when he went to that Katy Perry concert, their part of the bill was the 46 grand. You know, fuel costs. That was their part, even though it was this an heir of a Texas oil baron. So their lifestyle, plus the memberships to like, what is it called? The Santa Monica Club or Santa Vincente uh, Bungalow Club. That's three to $4,500 a month, but they have 10 of those memberships around the world. So you have another 40 to 50 grand in these private club memberships. When they went to the Invictus games, when Megan went alone, she took a service, I think it was called Air First, where it's like, if you're going to go on a private jet, you don't just drive yourself to the airport, you know, in the private hangars. No, no, no. There's a service that you pay $3,500 and they come pick you up and take you to their private lounge. Like, see, that's the ridiculousness of it. They're not billionaires. They have no income coming in. Yet they're spending it as if they were Hollywood royalty. Did you ever total all those up to try and figure out the annual expenses? I, I came somewhere around, I think it was the closest figure I came to was around five to eight million outside. Expenses. Well, because again, They've had multiple dates where they're flying. At each flight they take, they still have to pay the fuel. This isn't in the beginning where Tyler Perry is sending his jet. So you take 10 flights, which they've done in the last two or three months. That's almost 400000 in just fuel costs. Forget if they're paying any fees. Let's And I'm just calculating if the planes are like, yeah, you can have my plane. You don't have to pay for the the, the captain, the staff, hangar fees or any of that. Just pay the fuel. That, that would be a loan, 400000 That's not talking about... But see, here's the problem. Their expenses are starting to also seem that they're coming out of the foundation, like Invictus Games in Germany. The Defense Department gave a lump sum of... Not a lump, but altogether in the end, around $40 million. Uh, where it seems now that 80 to 90% of that was for their expenses. So see, that's where the problem is. They might have this amount, but they're pulling it from places, from foundation supposedly from the invictus games and that well is drying up because the first year that they had the r12 foundation they brought in 13 million from two private donors this year they didn't bring in what was it six hundred thousand? that's it and they burned through nine million ten million how can they justify burning through that much jet fuel when they are purportedly eco ambassadors i know it's crazy again this is this is what happens when you get a D-list actress who's basically in need of an estrogen hit so she can give like a hormone high by gaslighting the audience. I mean, these are people who want to be in the headlines every single day. I don't think Harry wants to as much. I don't. Because he doesn't seem to be comfortable in those situations. If you just look at the way he is. I think he goes along and he goes, okay, it's fun. But... William Morris could only get her what? Did you see what last month? Was it six weeks ago when she went when they went to the hockey game in Canada? Well, they turned that into a commercial. I'm like, wow, that's what William Morris can get for her. A tenth of a second spot in a hockey commercial. That, that's why I'm saying nothing they're doing is panning out. The only thing they have left is for him to put out spare two and for her to put out her memoir. But here's the problem. I, I was talking about this six months ago. The closer that they try to get to Hollywood, the further away they are from the crown, which is the only reason most people care about them. 
So their brand dies the closer they reach Hollywood. And Hollywood goes, well, wait, you don't have anything to offer, which is, I think, why they wanted to go back to the UK. They, they wanted to start repairing because they need to get that. They need to refill their royal credit cards. Look, see, we're part of the fam. We're here. Remember who we were? And it's just not working for them. Have you ever tried to investigate where the money from Archwell, who those two people were? I looked. It's anonymous. <laughs> That's the problem. Uh, I found one corporation. It was, I think it was called Silicon Sun Valley Investments. That, that was as close I got. Do you think there's some kind of... Uh... Hey, do you know what that sound means? Ooh, that's something I've been hearing a lot lately. I can't help but love that. That's what I hear when I make another sale on Shopify, the all-in-one commerce platform to start, run, and grow your business. Shopify is the commerce platform revolutionizing millions of businesses worldwide. The Pokemon business I've recently started with someone is absolutely thriving thanks to Shopify. Shopify accepts all kinds of payments and sometimes it's complex when you get on a platform, but their dashboard makes it completely simple. Covering all your sales channels from a shopfront-ready POS system to its all-in-one e-commerce platform, Shopify even gets you selling across social media marketplaces like Facebook, Insta, TikTok, and YouTube. Full of the industry-leading tools ready to ignite your growth, Shopify gives you complete control over your business and your brand without learning new skills in design or coding. And thanks to award-winning help, and with an extensive business course library, Shopify is ready to support your success every step of the way. So when it comes to dealing with people all over the world, Shopify is absolutely enabling us to smash it with our Pokemon business. Before Shopify, our Pokemon card business was in the dark ages. It's time to get serious about selling and get Shopify today. This is Possibility, powered by Shopify. Sign up for a £1 per month trial period at shopify.co.uk slash Sean, S-H-A-U-N, all lowercase. Go to shopify.co.uk slash Sean, S-H-A-U-N, to take your business to the next level today. Shopify.co.uk slash Sean. Link in description box below this video on YouTube. Thanks for watching. Back to the podcast. The tax scheme going I, on there. I, I, uh, I figured it was, I figured in the best case scenario, it was either from like one of the, an Oprah, Tyler Perry, or it was from King Charles, like his last. Because when you read between the lines, there was supposedly one last tranche of money that he gave him. I just don't know. So Samantha Markle said Megan's not going to stop until she's the president, a billionaire president of America. Do you think that's the reason why they're not kicking back on some island for a year? No, I don't think she has any chance of that. I, I believe what Samantha Markle is saying, and I wish her all the luck in her court case, because what I read is that it's supposedly going to trial in November. And I think that's going to be a great thing for her. Um, but I don't think, especially after Gavin Newsom, basically turned the phones on was like okay cool i met you i understand what you want it's not going to happen megan is not only late to the game but we have to understand hollywood has its own royalty system you know they don't have titles but you're talking about a shark infested society where they each will tear each other apart privately you know they'll cut the legs under your ladder so you can fall flat on your face well publicly oh nice here there y'all i don't see them the problem is all these people have worked, screwed others over, done unimaginable things to get to their positions. Then you have someone come in going, hey, I should be at the top. 
that's where the resistance is coming in. Like, wait a minute, I worked here for 20 years and I'm I'm now at the top of the ladder and you expect that we're just going to like, yeah, put you on top of me. It's not happening. Besides the fact that they don't trust her. When you start spilling secrets or manuf- or manufacturing secrets, saying that this is what your family or your in-laws did, or, or Harry saying that his brother did, or his father did, or his grandmother did, no one trusts them. Because Hollywood has a lot of secrets. How are you going to show up to a party? Look at Oprah. She was so supportive of them. And all of a sudden, she has a birthday. They're not invited. She has a private party. Doesn't happen. She had the Color Purple premiere. They're nowhere there. It, it's just each one of them just slowly removes themselves. Do you think that was a skillful maneuver by Oprah to have them on? I think that was a setup between all of them. And I think it was because Oprah, like any other egotistical SOB, was like, hey, it's been a long time since my name has been everywhere. I mean, everybody knows me, but... These people feed their egos like they try to feed their fish daily. They, they want it. They, you know, what happened yesterday? No, no. What? Who knows about me today? And I think that was all a setup between her and Megan. There's no way. Some of those questions, they weren't what a reporter would ask. A reporter would ask, cool, why are you saying that? Because that's a normal part of a conversation. The royal family, when she said, well, we weren't embraced. No, here we have video. The royal family embraced you openly. You know, Prince Charles at the time, before he was king, what did he do? He brought in this uh, gospel choir for you. That's not someone who does that for, pardon my language, pardon my language, shits and giggles. They're doing it to show you, hey, come in, love. We want you here. See, you're welcome. The people lining the streets. That's how I figured it was a setup. This was nothing more than an attack on the monarchy in order to elevate them and to keep pushing this woke mind virus that has gripped Hollywood to try to contaminate the culture of Western society. And they use her as a tool. Do you think that has contributed to this backlash against Oprah that we're seeing online right now, having them on her show? Absolutely. Plus everything else. She's just had too many what-ifs happen. You remember that guy that she introduced to the world years ago, who then ended up being someone who was harming children. And then uh, I'll send that to you. Um, Well, there was a quote unquote, spiritual teacher, guru, doctor who she introduced to the world. And then a little while later was found that he, he's somebody who liked to wear a raincoat in the park. Oh dear. Yeah, so she's had a few of those, and I think when you, they start stacking up, it's the same way that you had that actor uh, who's hasn't come out clearly to say it, but who's looking towards uh, Tyler Perry. All these people, again, they they live in a very insidious world where they would do anything to attain their goals, which is why I'm saying she's accustomed to that. And when I see Harry go along with it, even though it may be at times reluctantly, I think it's exactly what he wanted. He wanted to be, he can't stand being the spare. Who would name the title of a book that way? That It's like he gave himself what? Who's going to write in a book? Well, you know, my frozen Tadra, I was thinking of my mother. I mean, the guy just unleashed. And I'm sure this is some California therapist saying, you got to get it off your chest, just exactly as raw and pure as it is. No nutcase. You don't do that. Because they're not in your mind, in the context. It, you have to clarify it. But saying he's thinking about his mom with the cream, and it's like, mm-mm. What do you think about the situation with Gabo Mate? Oh, 
<laughs> that he regretted doing the whole thing. I think he had a I think he had backlash from it. And he's like, how do I save my career? I think that's what it came down to. And that video that he put out, this is not what I really wanted. We should have done it for free. I think him I think it was his kind way of saying, I got screwed by them and I'm now burnt and my brand is now toxic. And oh my God, I need help because the Mr. and Mrs. Please we need a butler ruined my image. So you've touched on Harry's uncomfortable body language, and I've seen some clips of it on your channel in the videos. He's like, <laughs> yeah, like this. Do you, do you think that that's indicative that the strain in the relationship could evolve into a separation, divorce situation? I think that's inevitable. I do. I, I think the split is inevitable because as any relationship, what are the things that strain a relationship? Money? sex what do they do when you don't have enough money it shows the cracks if you haven't built something on a strong foundation any serious outside issue that applies pressure those cracks expand now they didn't have enough time together to build that root foundation and if i'm correct in their motivations were simply just to attack the family so they could be able to build themselves up to monetize the royal titles, right? That means they don't have, they didn't come with it at an innocent, I love you, you love me, we're soulmates. Yeah. They came from it from a very selfish, self-centered, we're partners in crime. See? And that those type of people can't survive much. Why do you I mean look at how many times they've jumped from the UK to Canada to California? And now they're talking about moving to LA. Because they need to be closer to the action. And what was the reason that uh, one of their press people gave? I think it was to Variety a few weeks ago. Well, you know, Montecito is very quiet. And that's nice sometimes. Well, quiet, that's they go there, all the Hollywood people, so they can raise their family, so they can be away from the paparazzi. But they were intimating that, but that's not where the action is. You know, that's not where the movies are. That's not where the premieres are. That's not where the networking is at. That shows you their mentality. So I don't think, no, I don't. I think it's inevitable. And I think as soon as, I think as soon as they will not be able to fulfill their lifestyles or Megan will not be able to do everything she wants without notice. Like, I want to take off today and go to France. I think when that becomes crystal clear, um, I think that's, I think that will be pretty much it. It's. I think Harry's holding on. I've had enough friends over over my life who've been in similar relationships where they wanted to divorce years before, but the thing that kept them back was they felt they you know they didn't want to deal with the family. They're like, oh, you were right. This person was bad. Oh, the shame. And so they just clung. They just hung on. And the kids as well. And the kids. That I have. Not- I always hear about that. Sorry. Do you think Charles perceives? the split and also there's going to be a return of the prodigal son scenario. Oh, eventually. I think that's the only reason he's held off on taking certain actions. There's like there, you have that bill in parliament that's being pushed in order to strip, strip them of their titles. Um, And I was trying to read into that exactly how it works. And it's like, if that bill were to pass, then it goes to the honors forfeiture committee. And then they give their assent, and then it goes to the king to give his royal assent, and then it would be done. Except a lot of the titles that were stripped previously happened during World War II. 
were because you had um, uh, certain people with titles. They had both German titles and titles in the UK, and they chose to fight for Germany. So I think one of the issues is they don't know how to remove the titles without lumping him in the same as traitors, even though many see him as a traitor. I see him as a traitor to the monarchy and the end of this country. I do. You don't attack your country. You don't attack your country, especially as a prince. In one of your videos, you said they've been relegated to the others category. Yes, because their styles were, oh, their HRH styles were removed from the website. And on the website, it's they're categorized under others now. And I was like, wow. See, I, I view that as a first move. That was the shot across the bow from the king saying, straighten up, or we go to the next step. But I, I don't think, again, my perception, I don't think he ha- he wants to or has it in him to take the final step. I think that would be up to a future King William. Unless Parliament, unless that bill keeps growing, which it's a possibility. A lot of people are talking about it. But uh, one of the things that was interesting, and you can correct me if I'm wrong, I discovered in my research that Megan actually doesn't have a title. Her, t- her title wasn't bestowed to her as an individual. She only has a title because she married Harry. That's correct? I think so, yes. So it's like, that's why they strip him. She's doesn't have one. And once she divorces, they would do the same thing. They would do the same thing like they did to Sarah Ferguson. But I think they would take yeah. it a step further. Because when you were talking about the others, you said there was four categories. Was it working royals, non-working royals? Uh, one? I think it was senior, yeah, senior working royals, working royals, royals, and others. Because I think Andrew was in others and Harry. <laughs> yeah, with, because it was the only two. And long may he stay there. <laughs> I'm going to go over to some questions that are coming from the viewers then. So JSAJB has asked, is WME embarrassed for taking Megan on as a client? Absolutely. It's damaging their brand. Uh, I've heard two actors. I'm not going to name the names because I haven't confirmed it. This is the kind of thing I said I don't like to deal in rumor. But if I didn't have those names, put yourself in this perspective. You're a company. You're the top talent agent in the world your agency. Your job is to open any door and get any project, which is what they typically do. Now, all of a sudden you bring a client on who is either not listening, which is what it looks like, and keeps damaging their brand. But every time they damage their brand, they make your job that much more difficult to get you a job, which means that you look useless, which means you look powerless, which the guys at the top who you're representing, the Costners or the Nicholsons, the Ryan Goslings, the Brad Pitts, they're going, well, wait a minute. Have you lost your mojo or is it just them? And that question, WME doesn't want. Toxicity spreads. Next question is from Caroline Haig. What is Disney's biggest mistake? Lack of original unwoke content, ignoring the audience, or Rachel Zegler? <laughs> Zegler is just a symptom of the infection that's at the heart of Disney. What happened at Disney is basically they went woke. And what I mean by that is they shifted their idea, they shifted from being a studio that made magic, meaning they focused on story, they focused on character, and giving the customer what they wanted, which is entertainment, providing escapism for a couple of hours or for eight or ten during a series. And when they brought politics into the studio, it trickled all the way down. So I met an intern when uh, 
through a friend of mine who's an audio engineer. The interns who are in most studios are the ones who read all the scripts that come in. They, you know, they have to cull through them and go, what am I going to push up? Well, when you hire a, let's say a 20 year old who just got out of an Ivy league institution in the U S who's infected with his woke mind virus, what do you think they're going to be looking at? They're going to be looking at the next grapes of wrath or gone with the wind or Alexander the great or platoon or Lord of the Rings. No, they're going to be, no, that doesn't pass the Bechtel test. Not enough women, not enough diversity, you know, not enough box wine, beta males. No. So they're going to pick everything that they believe represents them. And that's, what's going to be go up the ladder. And so when you start, the studio like Disney starts hiring people based on political ideology and who's a quota queen and what soapbox do they stand on instead of talent, merit, skill, and ability to craft a movie, a story. Well, then it all just crumbles. And that's why we, that's why they have nothing original. Everything is just a repeat, a retread over and over and over. It's just, okay, just plug in, give us a DEI checklist, which is, you know, diversity, equality, and inclusion. Okay, Amazon, for example, you can go read it up there. Their new policy for their studio is like 50% of script writers have to fall into one of these minority groups. Uh, the cast, the directing, well, wait a minute. Shouldn't it be hire whoever is the best for each department to make the best possible story? That's what it used to be. Isn't that unsustainable, though, in a free market whereby the losses would amount and cause a revision of policy. Yeah, they are. It's can't sustain. Why do you think the Marvels just lost? They spent $300 million to make a movie while Godzilla minus one spent almost 15 million and they've had, they're already profitable. I mean, they got money coming out of the lizard's mouth because they put a great story together. It is not sustainable because you're not giving people what they want. See, movies used to unite everyone. You'd have conversations. Oh, look, I, I just saw Lord of the Rings. Oh, I just saw the original Star Wars. You talk about it. You, you tell everybody. You'd laugh about it. You'd joke about what, but you enjoyed it. Now, everybody's complaining about it. When you go from complaining, then you stop buying tickets. You stop going to the theater. You stop watch. You start watching old shows, old series. I, I don't even watch the modern BBC anymore. It's one of my favorite. I watch all the old stuff. I can't watch anything new. Because there's no story. It's just a big political propaganda. It's the same way in the U.S. Like, come on. So, no, it's not sustainable. But their intent, as Disney had shared it in their latest um, SEC stock report to the shareholders was, is, yeah, I'm paraphrasing now. We know we're losing money. But our social environmental message is more important. So we're going to continue doing that. At the same time, you had Bob Iger, the CEO, who's coming out in an interview with the New York Times saying, no, 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 we're going to focus. We got the message. We're going to focus on entertainment. So they're talking out of both sides of their mouths. Yeah, Netflix is pushing Rebel uh, Moon as the number right. one Christmas movie here in the UK. You go on Rotten Tomatoes, I think it's 25%. I saw it last night. It's You know what its biggest problem is? And I liked Zack Snyder. I did. I loved his visuals. Is that uh, he fell in the trap. It's it's they're telling you everything it's come on it's like here it is it's like the audience aren't idiots they're not they want to get into the movie every white guy was a bad guy every non-white person was a good guy 
<laughs> every female who was like the size of a twig could take down the size of a Schwarzenegger. It's like, it's not believable, even in fantasy. <laughs> like, you know, make her a, like she's got some robotics or cybernetics or some magic or, but create something that makes me believe it. Yeah, the antagonist had the Hitler haircut as well, didn't he? <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah, you saw that some. Yeah. Sadly. And, and I feel bad because I liked Snyder's work in the past, but this is not the Snyder that I know. And they spent almost $200 million making it. So, question from Jamie Southard. Uh, wants to know your thoughts on Omid and Endgame. <laughs> mm, enough said? No. <laughs> when you say his name, it's like Scooby. I think he was just someone who was trying to cash in another chip he's like hey i need to make some money here i think that's what it was but big mistake he misjudged but he thought he was going to have another finding freedom it's going to be another new york times bestseller i'm going to be praised he's miscalculated because he people open their eyes but when you live in an echo chamber like in a fishbowl you only see what's around you didn't realize that princess catherine prince william king charles they have risen in status as they've shown character, as they show that they're serving their country and their people, and the Megans are not. That contrast has given the royal family, I think, more status and gotten more people to love them and respect them. And so Omen's book was like a poison pill. It's like, you did what? You said what? Yeah, no, 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 no. That's why in the first two weeks it sold 9,000 copies. Which I, I I learned that from your channel, and I was staggered because <laughs> it was such a huge story here. I mean, they showed European stores destocking the book. Piers Morgan was ranting about it. He seems to have taken over YouTube recently. Yeah. And I thought, if all publicity is good publicity, mm -hmm. Omid is taking it to the bank here. But from watching your channel... I only sold a very limited amount of books. It's because that, that whole saying, I think it applies to a different age when, you know, all publicity is good publicity today, because what we're doing right now, it's an intimate thing. The audience, they send a question, you get to answer it back. They can go then search for information. So they go, oh, they listen to Piers Morgan. They listen to you. This is what Scobie wrote. Cool. Let me go take a look at it. Then all of a sudden you read, this is what he said. This is where it comes from. Let me click his video. Oh, no, no, I ain't buying that damn book. I'm not even interested because now you can find most of the information. So he misjudged big time. Next question is from Wisdom Truth. Do you think Harry's major problem is he's guilty of not wanting to speak on the phone to his mother before she died? Is the conflict between the brothers were planted by his mother? If there is no income, what will H&M do for money next? Interesting. Do you want me to break that down one by one? Yeah, first, one was, first one was, um, do you think Harry's major problem is he's guilty of not wanting to speak to his mother before she died? I haven't heard that one before, so I don't know. I don't know that one. All right, next I don't one. know the answer to that. Was the conflict between the brothers uh, planted by his mother? Uh, I, I don't think so. I, I think, see, that's a great question. I think it wasn't planned by his mother. I think that Prince William, as being the crown prince, was treated in the way that he was trained differently than Harry was. And I think that is what got under Harry's skin. It's like, okay, you're going to become a future king. You, after he gets married, most likely will never be a king. So they're going to be trained, raised, reared 
in a different manner because they're going to have different responsibilities. So I think that's what got under Harry's skin. Again, by the title of his book, Spare, and by how many interviews that he gets and how many comments he's made over the years, again, going back to the sausages thing. That tells you what you need to know. How does a guy complain that his brother got two sausages? Just ask, hey, can I have another sausage? That's all you'd say. Can I have one more? <laughs> if they said, no, we'll give you one more, but then he gets two more on top of that, then you could see there's an issue. No, he got two. He's probably bigger than you, and that was it. The last part we've touched on this. If there is no income, what are they going to do for money next? Split. <laughs> Split. I don't think. I mean, the only thing left for them to do, which again would be the complete end of them. When I mean the complete end, let me rewind. When the Hollywood Reporter put out their list of winners and losers of 2023, and they branded the Megans as one of the biggest losers of the year, that was Hollywood telling them, you're done. Park it, pack up your stuff, and do it quietly. And maybe if you do good long enough, because a lot of these magazines are used by the studios to send messages. Sometimes it's to hype somebody who's coming up. Sometimes it's to get someone ready to be forgiven by the public. This person's had a lot of trouble, so they lost this year. But guess what? You never know what's on the horizon. The way that they wrote that paragraph for them in The Hollywood Reporter and then followed up by the Forbes magazine article, it's like, pack up, guys. That's why William Morris, I think, when they do let them go, I don't think it'll be in the Spotify manner. I think they'll do that diplomatically. It'll be They'll just go silent. I think you just won't hear about them again. Because there's a rule in Hollywood that I learned last year. I never knew that before. Which is that they really don't attack each other publicly inside the system because they never know who they're going to work with. Because you've had some people who've been totally blown away, like John Travolta. His career was dead, and then he gets... Tarantino brings him into Pulp Fiction and relights and becomes a star again for a few years. So they try to monitor how they're going to attack each other because they don't know. She gets a wish granted by someone and 10 years down the line stars and something that they all have to work together. But I think they're done and without the money, the cracks will rise. They'll have to do, she'll do her memoir. He'll do spare part two. And that will pretty much show the public who they are. They only have hate to sell. Question from Cheryl uh, Leaves. Will 2024 finally put an end to the twosome grifting off the titles they're not supposed to use? Hopefully. (laughs) Hopefully. I just don't think there's a lot of gas left in the engine. You know, I'm always ready to be shocked, but they haven't seemed to listen to anyone so far. It also tells you that they have no close friends. Because, you know, when you have mates, they tell you you're messing up. Like, you can't see it. That's what best mates do. They they show you this. You're on the wrong path. Because every decision they made, I'm like, they really don't have any friends around them. I mean, true friends, not fair weather friends. Or like, yes, man, and whatever you want. I'm talking about real people to sit them down and go, you're screwed. No, I don't think so. So I think they're going to continue on this track until they fade well, out. We've got quite a few questions coming from this person. What Andal? I'll just do them one by one. How is the $30 million being given by Harry's friend, Justin Trudeau, for Invictus Vancouver to be distributed? Mm. I think they're going to probably follow the same model as the Invictus Games in Germany. It's going to cover 80 to 90% of their expenses, and then 10% will be left, 10 to 20% will be left for the actual veterans, which is disgusting. That is disgusting. Uh, he then says, CEOs for Invictus have been let go, which means less money from the $30 million has to go to Invictus payroll. How does Harry get his amount of money for the event? 
Does he just give them a list for the cost of private jet, hotel, and Megan's clothing? <laughs> I don't know, but somehow they get their expenses covered. In Invictus in Germany, they decided to stay in a presidential suite. Again, now some people are going to say, well, he's a prince. This is the way he's lived. And I'd say, hold on a second. You're talking about someone who keeps saying that charity is his life. Veterans are his life, as being a former one. Well, if that is the case, then he would want every single penny to go to support them. Why not take that $40 million and go, how many of you showed up to the Invictus game? 200? Each one of you get a half a million dollars or 200000 Besides, we're going to help your life. I'm going to give you what you need. This is what this money is to do, to improve your life, for you to become the role models to the world that you are to me. That's what he should do. But he doesn't. goes and stays in a presidential suite for 10 days, flies a private jet from there to Portugal, back to LAC. That's why they've set themselves in a trap. He wants to still be living the life of a senior royal without performing any of the official duties without actually working for it, without skills to do anything else, but to live a shadow life. And that's why I now view them as the Montecito merchandisers. So this person continues, would Megan um, even attend if she wasn't given a clothing allowance? <laughs> um, how much goes to the disabled soldiers? Probably hardly any from what you just said. Yeah. Um, 2025 Invictus Canada. Let's follow the money now. That they don't even have to pay the CEOs who were fired. No. Wow. I think it's just sad. Now, I liked, and I stated this when I watched the Netflix Invictus series, if you cut out all the Harry and Meghan stuff, if you cut out, the games are beautiful. Watching the veterans and what they, how heroic they are, it's brilliant. You cannot destroy that message. Neither Harry can. The problem is they can corrode it to the outside world. Oh, it's Harry and Megan. I don't want to watch it. That's why I told people, it's like, forget them. This is what they did bad. But this, these veterans deserve to be supported. And that's why they're so toxic. Now, they cannot be attached to anything. Look at the coffee company that Megan invested in. The other day, stats were released that the lady who owns that quote-unquote coffee store, her sales are now down 30% since the release of that commercial. I watched it. It was embarrassing. Yeah. Surround me with dogs is wondering about your thoughts on the birth of the kids. There's all these <laughs> theories about moon bumps and this kind of stuff. If you surrogates and I've heard them. I just haven't found any facts. I understand what people are saying. I've seen the pictures. I've also seen a lot of pictures that I just can't tell. Um, what's Real and not real. Here is a word from today's sponsor, Aura. If you Google someone, you can find out all kinds of personal information about them. This information is accessible because of data brokers who profit by selling your information to robocallers, telemarketers, spammers. You can use my link, https dot dot forward slash forward slash Aura dot com. Aura is A-U-R-A forward slash Sean Atwood, S-H-A-U-N-A-T-T Wood, to try two weeks for free and see how many data brokers are sharing your info. Also linked in my description box on this YouTube version or scan the QR code on the screen. Aura also monitors your emails and passwords to see if they were involved in a data breach and exposed on the dark web and gives you the recommendations on what to do. 
Aura has almost every internet safety tool you'll ever need all inside one app. Watch video and I can't explain it, but until I can find um, a fact, I've pretty much stayed out of that space. Meaning I don't want, because they're children, whether they're theirs or they're not theirs, I didn't want to talk about the kids because I just don't have that information. Once I get it, believe me, you will be the first to know. <laughs> Nessie's wondering whether you think they're actually still living together. That I think, uh, I don't think so as much. I don't. I've found too many reports that Harry has two different hotels where he spends a lot of time at. Now, of course, they can say he's doing that for business, but staying overnight multiple times. And then they're going to respond, well, it's four hours, it's in LA and it's four hours away from, Mon you know, two hours from Montecito, two hours back. I think they're spending less time together than they initially were. That's why they're doing these little trips. You know, let's go to Portugal, let's go to the Caribbean, let's go to Costa Rica to show, hey, we're fine. But Graydon Carter, the former editor of Variety, who used to be one of the most powerful men in Hollywood, could he would always have the Variety after party in the Oscars, which was the hardest ticket even to get for most. Like if you didn't win an Oscar or you weren't Jack Nicholson or Brad Pitt or De Niro, you didn't go. And he has twice burned them in the last year in interviews. And he said, their marriage is a joke. It's a shambles. It's what we're watching is... Again, the beginning of the end, they're getting divorced because she's a grifter. She's in this for the money, gold digger. Like As soon as that runs out and she sees her opportunities are gone, they're gone. And then he also said they have no skills or talents to do anything. So you have to produce something. And when he gave that word, that was kind of like their former pope saying, they're done, stop working with them. If the relationship is shambles do you think they're at risk of having affairs or are they too famous to have affairs and get away with it that's a interesting question i never thought of are they too famous see in many ways they are famous and in many ways they aren't they're like some reality stars in a way that they've turned themselves into which is why it's a shame and a tragedy that they still have titles because they they, they abuse them would they have a fair if anyone would have an affair i would Definitely, probably lean towards. I would lean more towards Megan would be doing it. I just think Harry at this point, for whatever reason, if he was always like this, he portrays himself more like as a box wine beta male right now. Like, let me just do what I'm told. Yes, please, thank you. You know, doesn't have that very alpha quality. Not that alphas should go have affairs, but the fact that he's going to carve his own path. Like, I'm unhappy. I want to break away. I'm done. You know, I stayed for the kids, but this environment is more toxic for them and causing more damage. I just don't see him anymore as someone who blazes his own trail. So I would think it would be her more than him. And she would blame it on him and his drugs. I think that's what her ultimate, I think she allowed spare to happen as her greatest offense to not only get the kids, but to get as much as she wants in the divorce. Look at all the drugs he admits to using openly in interviews. You know, let me tell you about him privately. How many therapists? I think she set him up in that way. I'm surprised he didn't get his visa pulled. So you've got a question from Kimmy. Love George the Giant Slayer. Thank He's you. the only YouTuber where I can get my husband to watch with me. I'd like to ask if George thinks William, when he becomes king, would strip them of the titles. Great question, and thank you, and thank your husband for watching. Um, I think Prince William, when he becomes king, if their titles aren't stripped already, I believe Prince William will... 
when he was when he would be king would offer his brother a chance one fall in line like not see you anymore but follow more of like the edward simpson model find a country house france caribbean wherever it is good luck god bless long life and go away or you know gonna push this bill through parliament and you'll be done i just i don't because he attacked I don't think it was as much attacking him as it attacked his family. Um, I think that's what Prince William is more upset about. Reading it again from the outside, since I don't have any other information than what's available in the papers, but I think he would put an end to it fairly quickly. True for do is saying, when will they just shut the hell up, stop whining, <laughs> complaining, suing people, being victimized, and just go away? Is that coming soon? Or are we going to be greeted with another three-ring circus on steroids? Well, I think it's going to die down for a while. And before they fade out, the last hurrah will be the divorce. That will be nasty. And then you'll have, uh, typically after the divorce, you have about six months to a year after that where one or both start doing the comeback tour. You know, I'm a new person today. I see things different. Let me tell you what happened. I just don't think they have enough juice in the tank or enough buy-in from the public that anyone is going to care to hear any of that. Like, I think the divorce will be their last big headline hurrah. Question from the Prince and the Frog. Where did Doria get the $9 million that's sitting in her bank account? I don't know. I've never heard about that before, but I'll have to look into that. Uh, and have you looked at um, the relationship with Doria? Yes, I have. I really don't understand it. It's uh, very odd because her dad raised her a bulk of her life. He was very close. It's like, there's a reason. It's like I've looked at all these videos that he made of her, and I never will use them in my videos because this is when she was a child. I'm not going to go after a child. Never. Just not going to do that. That's. But her dad did everything for her, and look how she treated him. I mean... For an for an era or a setup, I mean, my God, we're human beings. She's done worse things. That's that's what forgiveness is about. You know, he didn't sit there and beat her or torture her or abuse her. Even if he, even if it is exactly as she stated, like, oh, he tried to monetize me. It's like that's exactly what you're doing, Montecito manipulator. I mean, you're doing the exact same thing. But your dad at least said, "I'm sorry. I'm sorry." That should have been the end, especially in ill health. So I don't know. I personally think that she's using her mother as a prop, if that answers your question. Yeah, we've had Tom Jr. on regularly on the Royal Mess live stream we do on Friday nights. And the dad did come on recently briefly, and it, it, it is so sad um, the way he's been treated. It's, it's yeah. despicable. It is. Next question is from Jonesy. I've pondered this, actually. How can someone who lived in Toronto for six years claim she didn't know anything about Harry or the British royal family? Is that just some kind of condescending superiority complex? I think so, but I think it's she literally believes she's... Yeah, you said it. She's smarter than everybody else she thinks. I think she thinks she can get away with anything because in her little circles, if you put yourself in her shoes, look, she was able to use her dad. Usually when... The users that I've seen in my life, they use people around them in their inner circles, right? And then they think, oh, I can expand that. And so they'll use people in their secondary circles. Oh, then they start thinking that they're, you know, chess masters. They are the it. 
And they go out into the real world, and it's like, well, wait a minute, why isn't everybody buying this? I did this all this time. And I think that's her problem is she's just continuing the same pattern she's repeated over her life. Well, it's very condescending. Question from Mags. How are they truly perceived in the U.S., and can they see how they've tried to destroy the monarchy? Yeah, I don't think they see that uh, how they've tried to destroy it. Uh, I don't even think they know how they're perceived. They're perceived in the U.S. right now as somewhere between what we in Texas would say trailer trash, you know, um, and somewhere between trailer trash and D-list reality stars. Like somebody I heard once said, you know, I would rather watch MILF Island or some show like that than... Yeah, like they would put that above, and I when I read it, I was like, "That's disgusting." I'd never watch. It. And they're like, "No, no, no, no!" Like that's where they put the Megans. In the beginning, it wasn't like that. In the beginning, they gave them a chance. A lot of people did, but uh, they abused it again. We had an incident in Uvalde, Texas, and they showed up. If you really wanted to help the families who lost children there, you know what you do? You don't show up because they're grieving. They're going through everything. You either go through an intermediary or you pick up the phone to each family and you go. Please don't tell anyone. What can I do to help you? I'm not doing this for me. It's not for press. I want to help you. Do you need anything? How can I? What can I? It's like when my granddad raised me, he said, whenever you want to help somebody, you do it anonymously. Otherwise, you're doing it to try to get something out of it. And every time it's like they show up and built the park, why not donate the park anonymously? That, that's why I said they stink of me, 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 headline, headline, headline. Yeah, having lived in Arizona for 16 years, I got very familiar with that term, trail of trash. Okay. <laughs> <quite a> lot. <laughs> um, Welly Girl is wondering, if they divorce, what will they do to earn a living? Would that mean, if, if it is a prodigal son story, that Harry would get promoted from others back to working royal and that would be his future? I think if he returns, I, I'm sure that they would, I'm sure his father would welcome him back in. Prince William, Princess Catherine, <laughs> by everything that you read and by how well their life is going, I think it's going to take a lot to thaw that. He's going to have to say, please forgive me. Like, admit something. I messed up. My head was in the clouds. I had. A, he's going to have to get on his hands and knees and say, I am sorry, brother. I'm sorry to your wife. I'm sorry to your kids. Because the, the books are out there. The interviews are out there. That's the problem. These things are forever. I think that's, again, what bothers Prince William and Princess Catherine more than anything. People are going to be reading that. Their kids will have that information one day. And they're going to be like, this is BS. I think that hurts them. So here, yes, I think he'll return. What about her future wealth income then? Would that come from her marrying a billionaire like Samantha predicted? I think, yeah, she's looking for someone. She has to. Today, tomorrow, that's it. Who would marry her? Billionaires are typically smarter than that. Maybe like an 80-year-old billionaire, because in Texas, that's happened a couple of times. You know, Anna Nicole Anna, Smith. Anna, Anna Nicole Smith, yeah. <laughs> yeah. I mean, it has. I mean, these guys, you know, they're around 80, 90 years old, and they're like, eh, you know, I got money. But otherwise, I just don't see it happen, because her, I, she won't have the title, by what I understand, if they get divorced. So what is she bringing? Um, Mrs. Deal or no deal? I was on Suits as a tertiary character that, yes, again, took off. That used to be on a D-list backwater cable channel that somehow, you know, Netflix. It, it, like, what does she offer? I was Mrs. So-and-so? Okay, cool. What'd you do with it? 
Well, I went to a Brooklyn school and demanded that every child's parents sign an NDA and that they bring me new cushions because my butt requires feathers. Like, <laughs> What about the theory that she might get into politics? I know she wants it. That's why she was trying to, you know, hang out with Gavin Newsom and the Obamas. But again, Obama had his birthday party last year. Everybody and everybody was there. And this was after he introduced them to Netflix and they were nowhere. Yeah, she has no chance in politics again because her image is toxic. She would have to go. She'd have to find like some podunk district where they would be enamored with her former celebrity status and there was no one who had ever run there. You know, it's like, okay, anyone can win who shows up. I just don't see her because as soon as she gets into the race, people are going to go, you want this person who lied and manipulated all these years? Like the image that she's cultivated can't can't sustain itself during an election campaign. She can dream about it all she wants. (laughs) Question from Reputa Debuta. Hello, George. Is Hollywood just jumping on the bandwagon of South Park's episode <laughs> of MNH for personal publicity, or are they really so disliked? Yes and yes. I, I think both. Hollywood will do anything. Well, no, let me take that back. Hollywood used to do anything to make money, and Hollywood still does anything to gain publicity. But when you see the various contacts they've had where they get close with someone and they pull away, the Beckhams being a classic example, Though they're not in Hollywood, they have the similar connections. The Clooney's like, well, we don't know who the hell they are now. It's like, didn't you go to their wedding? He's like, I don't know. People pull away. They're happy what South Park did because South Park went knives out. It's like a surgeon, but with all the precision of a China, you have a bull in a China shop. But uh, no, I think it served both purposes, publicity and to show them that you're not really liked here. Because a lot of people, a lot of magazines in, in L.A. were making fun of it and were heralding South Park. And that episode, oh, it was devastating. And then Family Guy to follow it up. So that's all the viewer questions on this subject, George. Is there anything else that I've left out that you'd like to say? I can't think of anything right now, but um, I think we've touched a little bit on Hollywood. I will say there is a good show on Netflix that I just watched, so you should check it out. It's called The Blue-Eyed Samurai, because Hollywood didn't always produce something good, but I think that's from Japan and Godzilla Minus One, because everything has been so horrible this last year when it comes to entertainment that uh, um, people should know that there is something to find that you could entertain yourself or your family or friends. But no, we covered everything with Megan. Her non-political career, career, the minefield she has and mirages in her head. So we pretty much covered it all. <laughs> Thanks for spending so much time with us, George. And can you tell the viewers where they can find you and support you, please? Yes, thank you. You can find me at Georgia Giant Slayer on YouTube, on Twitter, and on Instagram. I usually release every Sunday uh, a video. I'm trying to up that for 2024 to two videos a week. And uh, I usually stream on certain other channels. And I'm getting ready to do my very first live stream. And I'll post that up soon. Oh, fantastic. So, viewers, let us know what you thought about this in the comments. Please like. And also, George's links are in the description box below this video if you are watching it on the YouTube version. So, please go and subscribe and check out his stuff. It is phenomenal. And thanks again, George, for spending so much time. Thank you for having me. Thank you. Thank you.